Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. On today's Believe in Chicago Sports podcast, we talk all things White Sox as their struggles continue. Is it time to hit the panic button in the early part of the season? Plus, Dan and I discuss the state of sports in the summer. What are we watching? And do we care as much as the calendar shifts to warmer weather? All that and more in episode 75 on Believe in Chicago Sports. Welcome in. Welcome back to the Believe in Chicago Sports podcast. We're your host, Dan Collins. You can find me on Twitter at TweetDanCollins. He's Joey Gelman, who you can find on Twitter at Joey Gelman. This fine and lovely show you can find on Twitter at Believe in Chicago. As always, we are brought to you by the folks at the Believe Podcast Network. Of course, they're on Twitter as well, at Believe Network. Joey, I need your help this episode. It's been quite some time, almost a month. Again, what is wrong with us since we last did a show? And I don't know what to do, my friend. Well, I was in the COVID bubble, so I had an excuse. Yeah, that's true. And then I was at a wedding in Champaign, ILL, our, oh, yeah. our alma mater. Yeah, there you go, Champaign-Urbana, which actually, shout out to the to the bride and groom. Really quick story about this that is related to this podcast. Um, I almost called her Tori Snell, Tori Martinick and Stephen Martinick. Congratulations to the Martinicks. Stephen, apparently, her lovely groom, one of our loyalish listeners, apparently. Wow. So, yeah, shout you know, out to the Martin X. Shout out to Steven for listening. He's one of the ones of a one, <laughs> the one who listens, however you want to put it. So thank you, Steven. You know what's really funny? I that. ran it. So I had a wedding to go to this weekend, my first event outside of my COVID quarantine. Mm-hmm. And I ran into someone that I hadn't seen in a while, and he said the same thing. He's like, Yeah, I always listen when you guys post. I'm like, Oh, people well, like thanks. us. Thanks. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> so. What, what kind of friend? Look at we're a big hit at weddings. Look at, yes, so, so the, wedding season is the wedding out. circuit is all of us. Anybody random who doesn't happen to be a friend of ours, if you want to, you know, extend an invite to a wedding, we're, we're big hits. Apparently, we get invites, we get invited to weddings, so we must be great guests. Uh, but no, figured I'd run that past you. So thank you, Stephen, and thank you to your friend who who listens as well. Um, but here we are. We're back. Uh, right, do this damn thing, Joey, man. I don't know. We're not even 50 games in to this White Sox season, and I don't know what to do. It, it's 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 not the panic button. It's not the struggle bus, and I'll, I'll be transparent with our audience. We talked about it a tad um, off-air, off-podcast, if you will, but I don't know if it's age. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like, it gets harder and harder for me to consume. I'm not going to call it shitty baseball. Bad baseball, <laughs> losing base, losing baseball. There, I'll, I'll call it that. Let's, let's just be straightforward. The White Sox don't have a winning record. If, if you're counting uh, today's game, the day we're recording this, 23 and 26, three games below 500, about five games back of the Twins. Luckily, the Twins they don't want to score runs the past few games, anyways. They're like 20 plus innings without a run scored, so they don't want to make a break for this thing and go, you know, seven, eight, ten up on the White Sox, which they easily could have done or can do. Um, you know, with all the big dogs out, TA being the next one, are being the next star, the latest injury, I should say, um, to hit the, the to hit the IL. At least what you're looking at three, maybe four, five, four, five weeks easy with missing TA. Three, four, five months actually. <laughs> let me let me change. So it's going to be a long time. 
um, at least through three months, that is, uh, for TA last I checked. So it's been rough, and yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe part of it is knowing there's 162 of these things, um, but it's not the panic button. Like, it really isn't. It's just that I now have to really, if, if you're going to consume this White Sox team, you have to, like, really buckle in. Right, like it's not the season you thought. Sit it back, be. relax, and strap it down. Strap it down. There you go, Hawk. It's it's just really not. Like let's just let's just call it. It's not the season you thought it was going to be. Very early on, right out the gates, when you were dealing with Lance Lynn, and then you know slowly but surely, like then 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 came Eloy, and you're wondering, all right, like we're getting these injuries here to a few big names. You put, I don't want to say the blame, but you almost put a lot of the reasoning there for the slower start. Right. And all oh, things are going to get better. Like Lim will be back soon. And, you know, Eli's on the shelf, but eventually he'll be back. But now it's like these injuries keep coming. Right. And then you have Robert, who now thankfully activated off the COVID list. But, you know, you're losing big names left and right who can't play for you, as well as funky base, funky base running. Sus defense. <laughs> like things aren't all clicking for the White Sox. It's not the type of year you thought it was going to be out the gate. At this point, you'll. Definitely, definitely be lucky to be a 91 team. I don't see them winning 90 games this year, especially with, you know, the, the, the schedule coming up with the players they already have on the IL. It'll be hard to even break 90, right? Just like my golf. It's hard to break 90. I can't, how hell I can break, I can't even break 100. But either way, back to the baseball term. So you thought you were coming into this thing after the goofy ass lockout. You're finally going to get some baseball from a White Sox fan, fan perspective. Wow. This is good. Let, let's, let's try to, Soak this in, right? Like, this could be a championship run. That's what the team was telling us all along, right? Everybody there on 35th and Shields, like, this could be it. We're, we feel like we are built for a championship run. We're going to be better than last year when we got bounced from the Astros, right? And then this is not <laughs> necessarily how you thought it was going to play out. Again, does part of that, does, 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 does injury play a part of that? Sure it does, right? If you're built one way, you have producers. If you can't place that producers, then of course you're not going to get the type of production. Either way, it's just another sports lesson, which we get time and time again, you know, from different leagues, different teams, depth matters. Either way, it's so early on, Joey. We're not we're not even fifty games in. We're about to be. We're not even at the fifty game point for the White Sox. And I feel like it's going to be a long ride. We still have over a hundred games to go, and it's just getting tough to watch and maybe the toughest thing about that is it's not the type of feeling i thought i would have roughly 50 games in yeah i don't think it's the feeling anyone thought they'd have i mean it's 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 interesting right because when you think about okay let's take it in the cubs perspective because that's what i do you know when they made their run in 2016 you knew that was going to be the year and then it started how it was supposed to and they tore it up for six months and won the whole thing. This is different. And I will say, you know, the Sox have gotten screwed with COVID. And I know uh, many other people have it much worse off because of that. And I understand that. I'm not belittling that. But their championship run coincided with the first two years of this pandemic, including shortened seasons, weird off seasons, to then not be able to prepare them regularly both from an injury perspective and just from a regular rhythm of baseball perspective and so whether it was Moncada last year or the shortened offseason this year it, it, it takes a toll and so that's what's you know frustrating on the outside and then 
you know, I, I know you and I sat here last year talking about, oh, my God, I can't imagine they'd ever hire Tony La Russa. Uh, or a while, more than a year ago. I take <laughs> that years, back. Yeah. And 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 here they are with that, where you know decisions are being questioned already. Uh, the lineups the last couple of weeks have been destroyed on Twitter. He's already had some it's fun. Been about comp- 30, 35, 40 plus different lineups already. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, Larry Garcia, the leadoff spot. It's good stuff. Uh, already had comments the last two weeks about the anthem and flag again, which is never good for the team. Uh, and it's just everything kind of seems to be getting in their way right now. Um, I, I, I agree with you. It's not the panic button because it's very early and there's a lot of time left. But it, 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 it's I don't mean to be like generalized. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But it, it it's. They still have the firepower to make a run. It's just because it's not starting off the way you had hoped, you don't have that kind of guarantee in the back of your head of don't worry, like this team will be there at the end and is the, still the World Series favorite when they're currently third in their division. And I, I, I think they'll make a run and be okay, but it's just it's it's not as easy as you would have hoped. And a lot of times you can never script a championship run, but you want it to feel and look like a championship team, not kind of a back-your-way-in, defied some odds, even though they were preseason um, expectation that were larger. So we'll see, but there's a lot of questions here on, on how this is being managed right now. And, and, and you know, from a pitching perspective, you go, okay, two years ago, wonderful, you have Dallas Keiko, well, now he's DFA'd, right? And you go, and should they have kept Rodon? And injury bugs are hurting them to where guys like Pollock and Harrison, you know, don't, pick up the slack and Andrew Vaughn's you know been the fun surprise not surprise but the fun actually following through on the predictions but it's it's just a funky spot for the White Sox and and you know going to your point I know we'll get to a little later but it's this is a team you expected to be good and expected to win and when they're not winning you go oh is this really worth my time as a fan right now uh to invest in nightly uh, when it's just not where the product is supposed to be, and it's just a microcosm of everything going on right now with what you can do instead uh, instead of watching the Sox. But I hope they get to a place again soon where they deserve your full attention. Yeah, no, I know. It's weird. It's it's just been a really, really weird ride this season. Like It hasn't been going according to plan. But you know what they say about the best plans of mice and men, right? I mean, even going all the way, you know, hate to bring this one up, but Gary Crochet with Tommy John way, way in the beginning, like it almost like started there. Then it was just a domino effect. It was just, who's the next big name, you know, key contributor that's going to go down. And, you know, even like talking about the bullpen. Now you're also talking about Joe Kelly. So those are two huge names, right. That currently are not pitching that you needed back there. Um, Obviously Joe Kelly going to come back this year, Crochet, Tommy John out, but you know, it started there. And then it's funny, you you, you bring up and, of course, like COVID is a way bigger thing than, you know, just a baseball, right? But so not to be little in any or like even just bring it up in the baseball sense, but what a time to have your quote unquote champion window kind of just get into like kickstart, right? It's the start and stops with that. It's, it was two funky years in a row with COVID. And then don't even like you actually forgot to mention what I did mention was also with the start and stops, the lockout, right? Like the negotiations with that. So that also like just when we thought as fans and even like more in more in particular as baseball fans that we were getting away from these funky start and stops or half seasons 
we thought, all right, from start to finish, which we didn't really necessarily suspect that with you knowing the negotiations and you know were coming up. But then you have that thrown into the mix. Now that you know plays a role in the start stop of the baseball season or baseball preparation to the season. So no, there's also that as well. And listen. <laughs> For all the Sox fans out there who are wondering, you know, how the hell do you feel about this? Like, you, you feel bad, right? Like, if if you're somebody out there who's tuning into the show right now for maybe some therapy or trying to listen to some, like, you know, how are we dealing with said season, right? I feel like that's why a lot of people tune into stuff like this because, you know, it's like, hey, how the hell do they feel about this? Same damn way. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's rough, and, you know, I, I'm talking here now like, you know, like as if they're not going to make the postseason or something like that, which knock on wood, hopefully they do, right? Like, please don't show up second or third in the division and like miss a wild card spot. Don't win the damn division like we were hoping they would. Um, like, like I said, obviously the Twins struggling. They're dealing with issues of their, you know, on their own. Um, offensively, once again, like I said, it seems like they don't want to score any runs nowadays. It's been like twenty plus innings since they scored a run. Haven't checked today, but you know, prior or coming into our show, it's been quite a while for the Minnesota Twins. So. Good-ish news there. I mean, like, obviously, you don't, you don't have to look behind you and, you know, feel a big threat with the Guardians or the Royals or the Tigers or whatnot. The Twins are the ones you're going to have to beat out, and there's plenty of season left. You have big contributors coming back eventually. Hopefully no more get, get put on the shelf, but it's a weird time. You know, it's a weird time, and we're kicking into, like, the big days of summer, and you know, you just you have to at least play better baseball, right? Like while the while the top dogs are out, or while a few top dogs are out, you can't be messing up on the base pads. You can't be getting swept in Toronto. Um, you, you can't be playing, you know, on occasion like poor poor defensively. And you know, Giolito, Kopech had some shaky-ish starts this week as part of that sweep against Toronto, and that's going to happen. <laughs> and now, you know, when when you don't have as much firepower out there out there offensively and when some of your you know your aces or you know the guys that you're relying on to to pitch every five days and put up excellent performances unfortunately you're not going to get that every single fifth day from a giolito and a Kopech and and out like it's just not going to happen it's not really realistic to think that so now you couple that with some not so great offensive performances hopefully you don't get a lot of that down the road but it's going to be a little bit of a tough time. Like you're, you're going to see what kind of White Sox team you have, and if there's any type of, I guess, shining star or um, light at the end of the tunnel that you could look at here in the, in the immediate, right? As we're talking about it today, like not trying to forecast down the road and long season when other people come back, like you said, the whole general will, you know, we'll see what happens. Is all right. Let, let's see what what they, they could do, right? Band of brothers. Let's see how they get band together during a pretty rough stretch, right? This is you would hope this what they're in now. Um, by the time they're out of it is hopefully their lowest point of the season, right? Because it seems like things might get a little bumpy right now, you know, albeit, you know, not too long ago, we come off a series win, if you want to call it that. I won't even, it's a split against the Cubs, split series, because it's just two games. But um, overall, season series, three to four. So I guess I could rub that in your face for a second, Joey. But um, no, I mean, you can see how this group maybe rallies together and like kind of gets themselves out of this like mediocrity stint that they're in. Like I said, they're, they're going to be below 500 at, at the 50 game mark. Can you propel yourself to get to 500 ball and then 
if you want to get make the postseason, then obviously propel yourself much past that. How are you going to get it done? Because you can't just sit around and wait for Eloy to come back, for Lance Lynn to come back, for Joe Clay, for Tim Anderson. Like, no, you know, it's going to be a while for some of those guys. You know, a lot will come come back sooner sooner than others. But you you, you got to win now, right? You got to win today. You have to win tomorrow. You, you have to figure it out. Um, and until then, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm, I'm turning off the TV, but. Kenobi's been pretty awesome the past three episodes. If, if for anybody who doesn't want spoilers, maybe you, you might need to uh, fast forward the next three to five minutes. I'm not saying we're going to break it down or anything like that, but that's been pretty fun. Um, so there's just been other things that could, you know, kind of uh, lighten the mood, if you will. Yeah, and that's just it. it. It's it's not worth the time right now, so you almost can wait till it is. I know that's a horrible sports take, but... With the way things are right now, and I can decide, like you just said, okay, I can watch the White Sox play the Blue Jays in game 50, or I can watch episode 3 of the limited series of Obi-Wan and watch it while my face off, I'm going to choose that. And that's what's kind of happening. I know baseball is trying to expand on all the streaming platforms, which is an ass-backwards approach because you have to pay for them, but... um, it's it's just this concept of like there's way more to do now. It's not just baseball in the summer anymore. You can obviously go out and do things, but also there's 500 more things to watch in all the streaming networks that you find that's more enjoyable and more relaxing than your White Sox or your Cubs. So, so is that our prescription then? Is that our prescription on a sports podcast to give up on sports for a little bit to, to, our, to our loyal listeners? No, it can't possibly be. I'm not saying that's what we're going to be doing. I'm no, but maybe, but maybe you need a little break to miss it, right? And then you say, oh. oh, okay, like I've done this for a couple of weeks and watching and catching up on my other things. I'm not going to, it's not like the bear season where if I miss tomorrow's White Sox game, I'm going to miss something crazy. I mean, I know there's always potential for history in a game, but um, it may, it may, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. You may have to quit for a little bit and regroup yourself to be a better Sports fancy, we are giving therapy on the show. Joey and baseball about to become a long distance relationship, huh? Well, my team's unwatchable, so I, <laughs> I'm already almost broke—not broken up, but close. Um, it's not worth the time right now. I mean, listen, you know, if there's a nice day and I go to Wrigley or go to Guaranteed Rate, it's fine. But it's just it's—it's it's, baseball is always in a tough spot because they're in the summer, and this first leg of the season is. Against the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, and it getting nice out. And then when they used to be the only show in town, they're not anymore. So it's just, it's just weird. And and, and when it's not worth it, it's not worth it. Like, I remember as a kid, like, I didn't care if the Cubs are good, bad, or indifferent. Like, you watched every freaking night. It's what you did. I mean, I mean, I can sit here vividly telling you, watching Sunday Night Baseball... Cubs Mets, where Nafi Perez hits a grand slam to yeah. take the lead. I don't even know if they won the game. I couldn't tell you in two thousand and six, right? What? Why is that in my brain? It's the most pointless, meaningless Cubs factoid, but it's in there because that's what you did as a kid, and that's what you did yeah. when there wasn't fifteen other things to do or watch or scroll. It's not like that anymore. It, is that why though? Because it's funny. Like I remember being a, when I when I was a when I was a youngling growing up. Um, I was either like you know outside playing it 
again, if it wasn't like, you know, Monday Night Raw or TNT or WCW Nitro, whatever it was, you know, there was, there was a few hours of wrestling on a week as well. That uh, wrestling was appointment television for me, I will say. Um, but no, baseball every day, right? An off day once every other week or so. But I was the same. Like if I wasn't outside playing catch, I was inside consuming every single pitch. And I do wonder... Is that the, the 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 young sports fan? Was was that the young sports fan in us that needed, like, felt the need to consume every single pitch, or is it because I'm seeing that a lot now with you know my little guy and like his cousins and whatnot? Is it that there's just so much more distractions? Because like I said, my only other distraction back in those days of making I'm making myself sound so damn old now. I was like, if I was outside playing catch, I wasn't on a phone. I was on a tablet. Maybe I could have been on my PlayStation or Nintendo 64 video game system. Not at the same time. Not at the same time. No. Yeah. Right. Exactly. If I like had to choose one and it's not like, right. If if the game is on, I couldn't necessarily just pick up my phone and then go on Twitter or go on TikTok. I don't even have a TikTok, but, or go like just browsing the internet. Like, no, like you said, like, that is the one thing I was doing. So I wonder if it's a combination of part of it was just a younger age and being fascinated with the game and learning the game, you know, during my younger years, or is it more or less like there's just more distractions now? I have a feeling like it's 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 the couple of it's it's the yeah. both, right? They're 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 entwined in that little Venn web diagram, whatever you would call Venn it. Venn diagram, right? yeah. Venn diagram. They're kind of meeting in the middle. Um, yeah, it's just different time nowadays, right? No, it's it's true. I think it's both. I think it's nostalgia, and I think it's it's we remember a lot more as a kid. Like, it meant more. Um, but there also wasn't the alternative. I mean, you had to choose what you wanted to do, and you had the attention span to deal with it, which is funny as a kid. You'd think you'd have a tiny attention span. Right. Now, I mean, with a phone, I, I can't look at one thing for more than a minute, right? So it's 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 just changed. I mean, you know, we... I know you're talking about it with your, you know, with your family situation. I know in my work, you know, I mean, outside of this show, I work, I work at Chicago Public Schools and in the sports department. And, you know, we talk a lot about how, you know, the last two years of the pandemic, everyone kind of assumed, oh, well, sports will be running and robustly back because kids have been waiting two years to play organized sports again. And the numbers are fine, but the reality is, is it didn't. It didn't bounce back to where we thought it would. And it's realizing, well, if everyone's gained these tendencies over the last five years, especially in the last two years, to where you're not the only game in town anymore and, and you could spend your whole time on a YouTube rabbit hole playing video games, uh, creating content for whatever platform you want, consuming the content from whatever platform you want at any given minute or second on your phone why would I want to then get off the couch and put in the effort to play a sport? And the same is for something like baseball or any other sport. I mean, you know, I I, I can't imagine the last, like like when the next time will be that I watch a full Cub game unless they're in the playoffs or when they have a good season. And even like the NBA, you know, it's it behind the NFL, which I know is still the only appointment TV thing really left. The NBA is... As popular as it is because everyone's consuming it on social. I can't tell you. I, I can't imagine the 12-year-old kids watching the entirety of the NBA Finals game one tonight. But they're going to find it on social and see the biggest highlights in their favorite their favorite players. I mean, even the NFL. Like, I love the Bears. I'm not going to miss a minute. But I can tell you, everyone younger than me, they're only consuming it as a red zone style sport. 
if they don't really care for their local team or have a local team. It's just it's just different. It, it's it, it, nobody consumes it like they did before. I know that makes you sound old when you say that, but it's it's a fascinating social study on how much the consumption of it has changed in the last like five years. Like not even ten. I'm talking just five. Is 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 pretty wild. Wow, look at us, though. Bank this one in the archives, getting all deep down and into the weeds here. But, no, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. It's weird. Like I said, when, look, my little guy, he played, he was playing T-ball. This is his first year of, like, the actual overhand pitch. But I even talk about it with their parents all the time. It's it's interesting of, like, it's really, really hard to get, like, first off, at that age, it's hard to get the kid into any sport, especially like a sport like baseball, which is, like, it seems so easy when you watch it on TV or, like, if you're just watching it as a fan at, at that little league level or, or major league level, like, it, it seems easy enough to understand. But when you're a kid out there in the field sitting there and maybe you get a play, maybe you don't once every four innings, and then when the ball finally gets hit to you, you don't know what the hell to do. Like, it's a lot harder, right? And so naturally, it is a harder game to get them to play, but... There's so much other stuff they're worried about. They're worried about going to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Go or going home to play Fortnite. And like, I mean, like, and there was video games we played back then too, but they were almost more like sports-related video games. I feel like, where it's like, oh, maybe I'll, I'm playing Triple Play or MVP Baseball. I know you're so fond of MVP Baseball, but um, you know, you were still playing like a sports game, even it felt like if you weren't, you know, now there's like so many other games and things like that to consume either way. Um, hey, Joey, it's our show. We'll do whatever the hell we want in terms of, uh, I'm sure the fine folks at, um, the Believe Network but won't mind a five uh, quick five minutes on uh, Kenobi. Yay, nay, then. Let's just throw oh, it in wow. there for the hell of it. Let's throw it in there for the hell of it. Let's wow. Hey, let's give our loyal listeners a little something uh, you to know, share and share. And once again, you can just turn the podcast off at this point. Thank you for listening for the first 20-ish, 30-plus minutes of the show. If you don't want spoilers, if you haven't caught up to it yet, by all means – I don't. I don't like to tell you to, to to hit stop and walk out the door. But if you don't want to hear any spoilers, go on ahead and walk out the door. Um, you know, you I know, I know, we have care, one, and I know we have one fan that actually does care. So this will be enjoyable if he actually listens this week. Oh, there we <laughs> go. So yay or nay? Give me your give me your thumbs up. Give me your thumbs down. Oh, I've loved it. Okay, it, it it's it's bringing me back to everything from my childhood. I mean, it's the first time in live action that they've actually that they've actually referenced the movies we grew up with fondly and and i think it's i think it's a lot of fun i i i i i mean after the last episode there's you know we're getting a back to tank uh flashback so i'm so 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 we'll get a little more nostalgia but no i think it's been great i think it's 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 a perfect fit um, for our generation for Star Wars. Like, I think everything has been built towards our parents' generation, and even The Mandalorian, as phenomenal as it is, it's set in the other older timeline. And I know it's difficult to set things in this timeline because of actors' age and the Clone Wars existing, but it's it's nice to finally see something that caters to who now may be the majority fan base that's been waiting for something like this. And I think it's been... I think it's been produced really well so far i know i could watch 10 seasons of it i know we're probably only gonna get one but yeah it's it's been a lot of fun and seeing ewan mcgregor back is it's pretty cool 
there's no there's no way I could see them making two two seasons of this thing. I mean, I'm still super interested with how they're going to wrap it up as it relates to like actually fitting in back into the timeline, right? Like that's to me that's going to be the hardest part. Is like okay, now how do you do you wrap up what you have going on now to where that it makes right, sense? Right, because there was ten years before and ten years after that aren't being touched. Right. Well, I don't you never know. know. Or maybe they do touch that. Who who knows? More money, Disney. Go on ahead and throw it right? to us. But um. What has been your favorite part so far? If there's even if it's just one little one little thing, one little touch, do you, do you have something that really really sticks out? Where wow, I really loved that damn part or that damn scene, or I really love that they did this. Loaded question because we're halfway in. I mean, six six episodes yeah. in total. We're three, we're three episodes in, so a little bit of a loaded question. I, I could go first. Besides, you know, but a, besides the intro recap, that was great <laughs> of the whole series. Wow, <laughs> you're really fit, you're really sitting on the nostalgia here. No, uh, I mean, yes. The, the intro recap was amazing. No, so I, I, I think two things. I think it's I never expected the the Leia arc. I think it's brilliant, and I, I really okay. like that. And I think the one part where you know Leia, is it? Nope, you didn't watch this. You're screwed. But uh, when she falls off and he jumps off the building and he saves her with the Force, and you just it's it's a combination of how like broken he is and then how much effort and strength to try to come back to just use the force to save her when the last time you saw him in a movie he's at the height of his power and it just mm. shows you that the, the the arc that has taken place in the last 10 years of his life and how that gets rectified moving forward uh, to where he's more of the Alec Guinness character. I think that's going to be really interesting. Got it. Once again, third attempt, or third, uh, this is at least the third time I'm telling you, please, please, please turn off if you, if you don't want any spoilers. But um, no, I think one thing that really stuck out to me, which was the episode that literally, as we're airing this today, or as we're recording this today on a Thursday, just saw the episode last night, it really, really hit home. Two things. One, to see Vader be a complete badass, and just, well ruthless is what i'll say like he was just absolutely effing mm-hmm. ruthless like whole like they they kind of didn't hold back you know from the from the first time they're gonna have him interact with the you know with the galactic public you would say the the, the people of of the galactic empire um so just being absolutely ruthless and the part that really got me yesterday was not the little line about um asking you know Anakin slash Vader, what he's become, and I'm basically a product of what you made me, or however it is he worded it, was I did not see, nor did I predict at any point in this show that Obi-Wan was going to find himself in some effing fire. How about it? That was deep. I was like, holy shit, we are going here, are we? We're just, like, Obi-Wan, like, kind of, like, burning, in a sense, the same way Anakin did, and then Vader's and whatever, whatever you want to call him in this series, Vanakin, uh, just sitting, there's so many Star Wars fans on, I'll just be pissed off at uh, the way I'm wording this, but um, no, just watching him sit back and like now see Obi-Wan in the fire, as like the table's being turned in this really evil, sadistic way, um, yeah, pretty, uh, that, that part like kind of hit home, holy cow. I will say this, Vader's suit, which is pretty much known for being absolutely, like you could do anything in it, you could walk on you could lay in lava you could walk in space or whatever it is like that um kind of interesting he just let obi-wan go because if he wanted to he probably could have 
force. Right, that was weird. Like, did, like with the first fire that he, <laughs> that was weird. He could have literally just walked through the fire because, like I said, like that that cape and the suit he's all wearing. So, I guess you could just go with the theory that he wanted him to get away and just kind of like now have him in the back of his head. Like, yep, I'm coming right back after you. Um, but yes, that has been, uh, you know our show we, we we do what we want here so we'll go on ahead and uh talk a little bit of star wars for the people there's there's a few things um because i'm a really nitpicky star wars guy that like kind of the vader thing not getting after obi-wan was was one of the things and there's a few little nitpicky things um along the way as you know i'm a little bit of a star wars nerd even into the animated shows with rebels and, and clone wars which i'm hoping you've caught up on yes no i know you dabbled in clone wars a little bit i have not caught up but i've dabbled more Okay, and you're getting into Rebels. Not yet. Eventually. We'll get yes. there. You'll, you'll get there. So we can talk even a little more for five, ten minute uh, bits and pieces on uh, on this lovely podcast. But, so yeah, that's what you could do uh, <laughs> for those for those White Sox fans who are, you know, maybe have or haven't uh, dabbled into a little bit of a Disney Plus Obi-Wan Kenobi or Star Wars, um, other Star Wars shows, whether it be a Boba Fett or Mandalorian, if you haven't gotten into it yet, maybe go on ahead and do so, but... We'll say my last bit about bringing it back full circle with the with the White Sox is buckle up. Like I said, just 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 buckle it up because it's gonna be it's gonna be it, it might be a legitimate roller coaster ride with the ups and downs, peaks and valleys of the season. Might get a few key contributors coming back to where all right now things are looking better, and then you never know when that when the next little tail off might occur again, depending on whatever the hell it is baseball brings you because. Baseball is that type of sport, right? Where the season's so damn long, and I think partly, partially because of that, you it could be a little random at times. So you came in thinking this might be one hell of a year. Well, it's been one hell of a year so far, 50 ish games through, just not necessarily um, how you wanted it to be. But buckle up, it's going to be a ride. Buckle up is right. Well, that's good for us on Believe in Galactic Sports, Chicago Sports. Sorry. Um, Make there we go. Yeah, see, I try. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Believe in Chicago. The show is on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. There on Twitter at Believe Network. Uh, Dan is on Twitter at Tweet Dan Collins. I'm on Twitter at Joey Gelman. We thank you very, very much for tuning in. Again, if you made it this far, that means you watched Obi Wan and care about the White Sox. So that's a pretty good day for you. If My you, kind of person. Yeah, yeah that's Dan's kind of, kind of person. person. And if you got this far and now are angry at us, I can't say we didn't give you a warning for spoilers. So on that note, have a great rest of your day, and Dan and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.